I've been in touch with several organizations um, whose leaders have fallen into this particular pitfall. Um, and that is that the, you know, the former leadership, the, the CEO and the executive committee, um, when they make that transition to self-management, suddenly stop to lead, right? They, they hold back. And, you know, it makes, it, it makes some sense, right? Like in the old model, uh, they would be the one that would approve or make all of the important decisions, right? Everything converged to the top of the pyramid. Um, and so in a new system, that must mean that we change that, right? That people at the top no longer make decisions, right? Um, pretty much everything should be bottom-up as of now, right? Um, and that, of course, is a, is a, is a real tragic misunderstanding. Um, and to understand why this is a misunderstanding, um, you know, I, I think we need to start changing the vocabulary, but because what's happening here is that we're still thinking in terms of top and bottom, right? In, in self-managing organizations, there is no longer a top and a bottom, right? Um, it, you know, now everybody plays by the exact same rules, right? So say for decision-making, um, say that you adopt the advice process or any other um, self-management um, decision-making mechanism, uh, everybody plays by the same rules. Everybody has to go through the same steps to make a decision happen. Um, so before that, if, you know, somebody was at the bottom of the pyramid, uh, they would have almost no power to make an important decision, right? Because an important decision would then, you know, he would bring that to his, his manager or her manager, and then that manager would say, oh, well, you know, I'm not competent for that, and then brings that up and then up, and, and by that time that person, you know, is not involved in, in the process any longer, or that thing is completely changed. And so most people at the bottom of the organization pretty quickly learn that they're kind of powerless, and they even stop making proposals because they don't know that that no longer makes any sense. So all of that is changing. So it no longer makes any sense to think in terms of top and bottom. And I suggest to think about it in terms of specific and broad, right? So some people continue to have roles that are rather specific, right? So I might be a machine operator and my role is kind of specific, um, you know, limited to that domain. Um, I might be a social worker working with a number of families, and so my role is quite specific. Um, I might be a salesperson, or I might be a teacher in one classroom, and so that's, you know, I have a specific role. Some other people might have much broader roles, lo looking at the organizations much more broadly, right? Somebody designing a whole new factory, um, or somebody thinking about, um, you know, how is the whole market evolving, and how, you know, will that impact all of what we do? Um, so these are then much broader roles. And any organization needs both, right? We need, um, you know, a lot of people do to do very specific things for the organization. That, that's where the work really happens. And we also need um, some people who think about some of the broader um, aspects of the organizations. Now, when the former top leadership suddenly goes quiet, kind of disappears, it means that somebody, you know, suddenly nobody's looking at these broader questions that the organization needs, uh, you know, somebody to look at. Now it's true that 
over time, um, uh, what you find in many self-managing organizations is that you no longer need many dedicated roles to do that. Um, with time and, and, and maturity, a lot of you know, the people who do more specific things also start to bump into issues and stuff that makes them think about broader roles and they take initiative. But that often takes some time, right? They, you know, it's a mature, maturing process where they need to learn that they can actually do that, that they're encouraged to do that, that it actually works. Um, so in the beginning, you, you often still need you know, the former leaders to look into these broad questions. Uh, and when they disappear, um, you know, that's, that's sort of a lose-lose-lose situation for everyone, right? It's a lose situation for the organization because suddenly nobody's looking at these broader questions. Um, it's a, a lose situation for these leaders themselves, right? I remember having had conversation with leaders who fell into that pitfall. And when I, when I listened to them and how they felt that they needed to hold back, that now everything needed to be bottom-up, I, I said, like, like, don't you feel like you're being underutilized? You know, like there is more in you than what you can currently express. And and very clearly the answer was like, yes, like, uh, you know, they were in pain of holding back. Like, it, you know, it didn't make sense. Um, and the same is true for people in these more specific roles, right? Um, I've, I've seen some of these organizations where there was suddenly this confusion where people were like, okay, so these guys who used to lead us sort of in this top-down way, they now disappeared, like they've gone silent, and obviously something is expected of us, but I'm not quite clear what it is, and I'm kind of lacking directions here. I'm kind of lacking, you know, a sense of where this is all going. Um, it's also sort of um, stupid because what, you know, these former leaders can do really, really powerfully is role model, you know, how this new model works right? Um, it's kind of difficult for people, um, you know, who are more specific roles um, to understand, you know, how does this advice process work um, when they don't see it role modeled, right? And, and so there's a really powerful functions for former leaders to say, um, hey, you know, I, I sense, you know, that some of the, something must change, like I, you know, this organization, like I feel, you know, needs to go here. Um, but, you know, I'm no longer doing it the old way, you know, top-down process. You know, I'm actually using the advice process and here's how it works. And so really role modeling the advice process from former leaders is a very, very powerful signal of, oh, okay, so this is how we now operate. Okay, so, oh, that's how these, you know, the advice process works. Okay, so when I want to make a decision, okay, okay I'll simply do it, you know, in the way I just saw it done. Um, so... Um, please, you know, if you're in a leadership position, you can still absolutely make decisions. Simply, you have to use the advice process like everyone else. Like, the organization still needs your voice. Like, it would be stupid if some of the most, um, you know, experienced people in the organization, some of the most senior people in the organizations, were suddenly not to be able to bring in their gifts. Um, simply, they can no longer do it in a power over way. They have to play by the same rules. So, very practically, right, if you're a former leader, you know, what, what does this mean for you? Um, I, I see at least three things. Um, one is if people come to you in sort of the old way and say, um, okay, I, you know, I, I think we may, should make this decision and I need your approval. Um, it's important that you very consistently say, hey, no, no, you know, I'm not longer giving you an approval, but 
but also don't disappear. You know, tell them, remind them of whatever decision-making mechanism you've adopted, say the advice process, how to do it, and you can even coach them, right? You can tell them, okay, so for that particular question, you know, who do you think are the people with expertise that you should talk to? And who are the people who will be impacted that you need to talk to? Well, go, go out there and talk to you, you know. If I'm one of the people with expertise are impacted, you know, here's my advice. But, you know, it's, it's not a mandate. Like, this is just my perspective. Integrate it with other people's and make the best decision you can. So one, you know, if people come to you for approval, don't give them approval, coach them. Two, um, most organizations, you know, you have all these forums, you know, all these meetings and stuff where decisions get approved, right? Um, so it's really baked into the system. So you need to dismantle these you know, approval-making meetings um, to allow people to make decisions based on whatever the advice process. Um, and then the third thing is, just like everyone else, when you sense attention, when you sense a problem or an opportunity and you feel that something needs to change, well, the organizations need you. Like, that's really valuable. So by any means, go out there um, and make that happen. Right? and use the advice process or whatever mechanism you've chosen in the process and really role model it, um, you know, how you use it so that the organization sees you do it and gets used to um, this new mechanism. Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy, and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.